Hello, What Is Music listeners. Adam here. Uh, I wanted to drop in and explain what has just landed in your feed. This is a special presentation uh, of an adjacent podcast. Myself and my friend and fellow film fan Tom Ashford have just started a podcast all about Tom Cruise, and it's called Cruise Views. We're going to review every single film he's done in chronological order starting at Endless Love in 1981 and going all the way up to Top Gun Maverick in 2022 and beyond, probably. Uh, if you like what is music, there's a good chance you'll like the vibe of Cruise Views as we take a look at the career of one of the world's most successful actors and biggest stars. He's just such an iconic figure, both in and outside of cinema, so we wanted to see how he got there and what makes him tick, and we're going to do that by watching all of his films. I think there's 47 of them. We've released two episodes today, and the one we're presenting here is our introduction episode. So if you're not sure on the idea of the podcast or Tom Cruise himself, maybe just give it a little listen and and see what you think. If you like it, you can head on over to the Cruise Views feed and check out the other episode, which is our first film review on Tom Cruise's first on-screen performance in Endless Love, the film from 1981 starring Brooke Shields and Martin Hewitt. To do that, you can head over to cruiseviews.buzzsprout.com or just search for Cruise Views on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Uh, Or stop what you're doing right now and head over to the Cruise Views feed and listen to both episodes there. Help out our metrics a little bit. We don't mind. Do whatever you want to do. Um, The podcast is a bit of a labour of love. We're not really expecting a huge response. It's definitely an experiment. Uh, But please do come and get in touch with us if you'd like to. We are on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at CruiseViewsPod. And you can email us uh, CruiseViewsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. All that's really left for me to say is... I feel the need. The need for a podcast exploring the career and filmography of Tom Cruise. Welcome to Cruise Views. Are we anticipating any legal issues with the theme? Nah. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure it's different enough? Yeah, well, I think you'll find, Adam, if you listen to it really carefully, yeah. that... The up notes go down and the down notes go up. Okay, so, and that's that's legally sound, is it? As long as we can stand in court and go, the down notes go up and the up notes go down. That's I mean, fine. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer, Adam. Okay, <laughs> it's good that we've got that right at the beginning of the show. Uh, hello, not you. Uh, hello, listeners. Uh, you're listening to Cruise Views, a podcast all about Tom Cruise, and you're listening to the very first episode. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, and I'm joined and will always be joined by Tom Ashford. Say hello, Tom. Hello there. Oh, that's too, that's too friendly. Uh, we're going to be exploring the films and career of Tom Cruise, one film at a time, and every Tuesday, which of course shall now be known as... Cruise Day. Exactly, because it sounds like Tuesday, we'll release an episode in which we review a film featuring Tom Cruise. Now, we're going in chronological order from Endless Love, which is out today as well, all the way to Top Gun Maverick, and probably beyond, uh, unless something very serious happens to one of us. Um, Or Tom Cruise. Or Tom Cruise. Well, no, because if something very... Well, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, you never know what he's up to these days, hanging out of planes and stuff, right? I'm sure they'd still (laughs) release Mission Impossible 7. Yeah, at least, at least, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tom Cruise's wish would would probably be to die on film. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, along the way, we'll delve into the production of each film, how it fits into the wider context of film history, and also a little bit of like the personal life of Tom Cruise to see what he's bringing to each film and hopefully find out how he went from fledgling actor to one of the world's most iconic stars. And we'll also score each movie on two fronts, one for the film itself and another for the essence of its cruiseness. For some of the films, we're going to be joined by guests who have personally picked the film that they're going to talk about. But you will always, always have at least Tom and myself, uh, which probably means we should properly introduce ourselves. Thomas Ashford, uh, what is like your film background? What gives you the right to be doing this? Absolutely nothing. Got no right. Okay, great. Cool. Um, Cool. No, I mean, I so I studied film at uni. To give a bit of background. Oh, le- leading with that <laughs> means absolutely nothing. Means fuck all. <laughs> haven't, haven't got a job in a film. Never been an actor, editor, nothing like that. Um, nope. But uh, no, I guess. Well, I've just always been a bit of a film buff, fan, however you want to put mm. it. Just love film, TV, that sort of thing. Any opportunity to to ramble on about you know films that I love, I'll take. You used to do a bit of, uh, you know, writing about film and stuff, right? I mean, we this is not our first uh, podcast. No, the <laughs> very successful unreleased Film Hud podcast. Uh, yeah, I also studied film. Did you do, like, practical or did you do theory? No, just theory. No, okay, yeah, completely, just theory. completely useless. So I've, got, I've got no idea. I know loads about film. I've got no idea how a camera works or uh, how to record uh, sound on a film set or anything like that. None of the practical knowledge. Uh, I studied film. I uh, have done some writing for the magazine uh, New Empress. I've done some uh, film writing for other online publications, including Film HUD. I have written for total film when i did an unpaid internship there for two weeks 10 years ago so still counts. that's yeah it still counts. more impressive that's than still film on, lead with that that's to be honest that's still on the cv yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean you know we we talk about film a lot um both of us big big film fans are we both big uh, i haven't asked you this we've we've done so much prep for this podcast but i've never asked you do you like tom cruise <laughs> Um, what personally or as an actor or is this both uh, I mean to be honest he's kind of just like obviously he's such a massive figure in the film industry he's like one of the few he's actually famously very short yeah well that's yeah good point <laughs> he's not that massive no, he's famously small if anything yeah um, but like he's one of the few like stars left arguably i mean you've got big stars you've got people like the rock and, and robert downey jr and stuff but there's far fewer well the rock rock very big star very big star i mean he's he's well over six yeah. foot and he's quite chunky yeah you know? not chunky you wouldn't Jesus. call the rock chunky i yeah. suppose if anything he's got a very low amount of body fat just yeah a lot of yeah muscle. exactly yeah. but but very big so very, he's very one of big. our biggest stars. biggest stars yeah yeah but um yeah I, I, he's just kind of existed i guess he's so like prominent in the industry he's just kind of existed in the background so you a lot of it is just about like the the drama that's happened or that happened back in like the mid 2000s i guess and I, oh what uh, uh, i've got big takes on that i've got big takes on that and i don't know whether to address them now or address them in the 50 episodes when we get to come there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is okay. That's that's, that's such a a long career yeah. and you still have yet to tell me 
how you feel about Tom Cruise. You've just said he's a big star. Yeah. He's done loads of films. And he's sort of this omnipresent, I suppose, yeah. uh, feature of of the film landscape. So yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say in better words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I like. I mean, yeah, I like him because he's he's. I guess he's he's bankable. Like you know that when you go and see a, jo- a Tom Cruise film, you're going to like he, you're going to probably enjoy his performance. Certainly, yeah, well, in more I recent think years, loads of people. Loads of people yeah. would disagree with you. Well, okay. Well, that's that's my position. I think he can be quite divisive. Yeah. You know, uh, I think a lot of people would argue that Tom Cruise is just Tom Cruise in a lot of things. That is true. I would say that that's probably the case of ninety-five percent of actors. Um. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true, especially for like for like The Rock. Yeah. Who you just brought up, and for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, and and people like that. Yeah. But then you've got you know. Daniel Day-Lewis. People like Daniel Day-Lewis. who, But then Daniel Day-Lewis isn't, you know, raking in the box office numbers, is no. he? He goes, off, he goes off, becomes a cobbler for a few years and then decides to make one small indie film that no one watches. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. But he's retired now anyway, right? Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't... So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the cinema to see a Tom Cruise film just because it has Tom Cruise in it. Though, having said that, I'm now doing a podcast, so that probably will happen. I mean, yeah, you yeah. are now contractually but, obliged to do that. Yeah, but prior to this, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. Like, I didn't go and see The Mummy in the cinema, for example. Oh, I fucking did, mate. Well, and do you know why I went to see The Mummy in the cinema? Because it's Tom Cruise. Because it's got Tom Cruise in right. it. Well, yeah. Let's, let's segue away huge... from me and onto you. <laughs> I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's... Uh, I think you're right. I think he's like... He really is like the last movie star. Yeah. We don't have any huge stars like Tom Cruise anymore. Tom Cruise, I think, is one of the last ones. Yeah. In terms of someone who can, like... I don't think there's many people who are going out of their way to see a film starring The Rock. No. Right? No, I don't think like, so. The Rock's career... And it's, I don't know why we're talking about The Rock so much. But The Rock's career is predicated on all of these like franchises, right? People aren't going to see The Rock. They're going to see the latest in the Fast and the Furious franchise. They're not going to see The Rock. They're going to see the latest movie that's based on a Disney ride. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people will turn up for this is the latest Tom Cruise movie. And because of that, he has an enormous amount of control. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we, uh, we'll, we'll have both studied um, auteur theory, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely uh, launch you into it, Tom. If you could just explain to some of our oh, listeners Jesus who might not know Christ. what it is, what auteur theory is. I mean, no, I can't describe it. It's one of those things <laughs> so that... You don't, so you don't know what it is. It washed what over me. Well, no, well, like, uh, so you don't, you don't auteur know what, is, you like, know what it is. Sort of, it's like a, a style that is prevalent th- from an artist in each one of their works, essentially. But I couldn't tell you exactly yeah. what auteur theory is the way... I mean, it's been like oh, 11 years since I left uni and I have not studied film in the slightest since I've just seen Fast <laughs> and Furious films. So it's a theory of filmmaking, but uh, it, it's it's when... One person, and it's typically the director, is viewed as like the major creative force behind something. So I think the best example of an auteur is probably Wes Anderson, Mm. because he has that very, very specific look for all of his films. His films kind of all feel 
kind of the same and you can point at a film and go oh, i know that's wes anderson yeah. because it's got his like trade signature trademark all over it and it's it is typically sort of uh leveled at directors like steven spielberg i suppose if you want to say he's an auteur although i don't really necessarily agree with that but he uses a lot of one take shots and stuff like that yeah. stanley kubrick would be an auteur um someone whose personal vision is very present on the screen yeah typically leveled at directors i would argue tom cruise is one of the only actor auteurs okay explain well the insane amount of control that he has over his films means that a lot of them are like basically his vision yeah (laughs) and even the director is kind of working for tom cruise um and we'll get to it when we get to it but that's why that's one of the reasons i think why steven spielberg no longer wants to work with tom cruise because when steven spielberg makes a film he wants it to be a steven spielberg film but Tom Cruise would very much like it to be a Tom Cruise film. Yeah, uh, I think that's demonstrated. There's a bit. other stuff in there. There's there's some like Scientology stuff that goes on oh, yeah. in there. Obviously, at that sort of time. So we should uh, we'll, we'll skirt around we'll, that for now. We'll get that. We'll get to that when we get. <laughs> yeah, to it. we'll get to that. We'll get. But to I that. think that is, that is demonstrated in like the new Mission Impossible movies, where he he's literally is almost like a co-creator with um, yeah yeah the director. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Mummy uh, is his fault, right? Like. There's a there's quite a few articles out there that are like, why did this film fail? It's because of Tom Cruise, because of the enormous amount of control that Tom Cruise had, and because he wanted to turn it into something that it it shouldn't have been, basically. Which is you know, so there's good and bad aspects to being an author, yeah. especially when you're an actor. I think um, he wouldn't have survived I, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe had he been cast as Iron Man. Because look at Edward Norton, literally that like the film number two out of 27 so far and he's he's gone he's an insane man as well (laughs) like edward norton is 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 very similar in uh in uh, um behavior wise to tom cruise but not in success wise which is a shame yeah uh i don't know i think i mean tom cruise was asked to be iron man yeah um i think they just would have built the whole thing around tom cruise i mean Think about the amount of creative control Robert Downey Jr. had. Sure, yeah. But then, or at least the fees that he could command. But then that was partly down to his... Like, he wasn't essentially given a, uh, like a fee for the first Iron Man film. He was given a percentage on the basis that they right. couldn't bank that he would actually turn up to the set and not be on drugs. Well, yes, that's very true. But also that is how Tom Cruise works now. Yes, is that he takes percentage from the back end yeah. over a fee sometimes because he knows he's Tom Cruise. Of course. And and that film, regardless of whether or not it's good, is going to make money. Yeah. Because he's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he always will be. And he always has been, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I, I think he's weirdly interesting. I don't think he's uh, necessarily the most likeable star. No. Uh, if you watch any interviews with him or anything, it's like someone who's learned to be human from a book. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does seem quite nice in terms of, like, if he runs into fans, it does tend to be positive stories about, like, he'll sign things yeah. for people, he'll go to small restaurants, that sort of thing, you know. He does seem like quite oh, a... You're, you're talking about Two Ticker Tom, <laughs> which is the news that has just come out. Oh, God. Uh, he went to a, a curry house in Birmingham, and he ordered uh, a tikka masala 
and he ate the tikka masala and he enjoyed it so much he immediately immediately ordered another and ate it like right there he just had two curries in a row we've, all, we've all wanted to do that we've all wanted to do that but none of us are tom cruise no we wouldn't dare. So, no but then i think if we did do that it probably wouldn't end up in the papers no no i can't imagine they'd be like <laughs> local brighton resident adam glassport eats two curries in a row <laughs> <laughs> just be, they'd have to write about it every week, Tom. They'd have to it'd just be an insane amount of column inches devoted to my curry eating habits. Um, yeah, but I I think that his uh, like the stories that you hear and and you hear loads of stories about him going out of his way to be incredibly nice to people. Um, there was there was someone who was uh, I can't remember who told this anecdote. But basically, on the on the set of Rock of Ages, someone else who was in Rock of Ages ha- was having their makeup done next to Tom Cruise, and they got chatting, and they said like, "Oh, my mum is a huge fan of yours," and and Tom, and I'm just going to call him Tom now, uh, was like, "Oh, that's 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 great, that's great." Would d- d- you know? Does she want to meet? And, she, oh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that would be amazing. I'll bring her to the the set the next day," and um, you kind of would assume from from like a star that big. That it was just kind of lip service, and you know there would be a short handshake and, a, and an autograph or whatever. And um, the next day, Tom Cruise is like, "Okay, well, where, where's your mum?" He was like so up for it, and he's like, Let, "Let's meet her." And he remembered her name and things about her, and went up and had a proper conversation. They spent like over an hour together, just chatting on the set of Rock of Ages. Now, how much of that is because Tom Cruise is genuinely that nice? And how much of it is because it's all part of the image that Tom Cruise is very nice. Right. Because there's a lot of stories, you know, slightly deeper into the internet or, you know, slightly more obscured than the nice stories that imply that Tom Cruise is not that nice a person. Right. Yeah. Especially when you uh, get into sort of uh, the Scientology of it all. Right? Yes. So are you saying that maybe it's uh, it's kind of social damage control following some of the stuff in the mid-2000s. Maybe, but then he's always been reported to be very nice. I don't know. I, right. I think that there is a reason that interview clips of him were Christian Bale's inspiration for his performance as Patrick Bateman. Right, Jesus. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's a few Tom Cruise interviews that Christian Bale watched and is like, that's Patrick Bateman. He said there is like this intense friendliness that just doesn't exist behind that guy's eyes. <laughs> like, it's still all just this mad veneer. Yeah, weird guy, I reckon, Tom Cruise. But I don't, you know, I don't want to cast loads of negativity onto him. We should also talk about his, you know, aside from auteur theory, his commitment to films Yeah, is insane. I mean, we've all seen pictures of him hanging off of planes... Uh, sitting on top of the world's tallest building, and he's not even got shoes on, Tom. No. I mean, I, I couldn't do it with shoes. <laughs> exactly, but he's done it without. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, I don't know. What, what, what's your take on that? Like, do, 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 you, do you get wrapped up in the, old oh, Tom Cruise has done something mad this time sort of aspect? I mean, I love that he does it. Yeah. Like, it does. And I, I do agree that it makes the film more, it, well, it makes the set piece more realistic. Like even oh, with sure, even yeah. with CGI where it is, and the fact that obviously in, in his stunts and every other stunt they have to delete, like they have to erase like wires and all sorts. Yeah, and they do course. it very successfully. You can't, you never see where there's a wire or anything in a normal film. But like, you when you're watching a, a Tom uh, like a Mission Impossible film, 
you know that he's doing it and you can tell the difference. Like when he's riding the motorcycle through I think it's Mission Impossible, like a uh, Fallout. <laughs> He's done so I mean, many. Like, if, well, when he's riding that, a motorcycle. When he's riding a yeah, motorcycle. You know that, mo- that, that, that Mission Impossible film where he's on a motorbike? You know, you know that oh, one? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The last one where he's riding through the streets of Paris and he's going yes. like, against the traffic. And they do yeah. CGI some of, the, some of the vehicles in. Some of them are there, some of them aren't. But he yeah. really is driving at that speed between actual traffic through and the, the other way without Paris. a helmet on. Yeah, it's all for the the sake of a shot where he gets to pull up near the camera, look both ways, and then drive off the other way, which they wouldn't be able to do. It does help, though, right? Yeah, and and it's like there's no cut. So it's basically they do it just so that there's no cut, but it makes it feel even more like immersive. So, and yeah, and I feel like people have really focused on that in terms of like um, stunts, Mm. you know, and especially latter day. Tom Cruise and it's interesting that you said that you were talking about like how much was a course correction from the early 2000s and I think some people view the stunts like that as well as if to as if he's trying to give himself a little bit more credibility after what happened around sort of 2004 2005 2006 um I'm here to tell you mate he's always been like that yeah uh the guy is insane uh, I think that he's dead inside, and this is the only way that he can feel anything anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know Tom Cruise also, is listening. If, you know, yeah, if you're listening, Tom, do come on the show because we'd love to have you. <laughs> Your biggest fan is sat here slaughtering you. <laughs> I really am such a big fan, but but I'm 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 like I'm a weird fan of things. So I, I do another podcast called What Is Music. I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with that podcast. Our only listeners and the first, at this point. The, yeah, well, true. And, and our first season was on Manic Street Preachers. And everybody just kind of assumed that because I was doing a podcast, they must be my favourite band in the world. And I just love them regardless of whatever. But I'm a fan of Manic Street Preachers because they're very interesting uh, and not always good. And I'm a fan of Tom Cruise because he's very interesting. I'm a weird fan like that. I don't necessarily love everything that... that, that that whoever I'm a fan of does. Um, but but there's loads of stories from early in his career about that sort of level of commitment. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about his the, the commitment to being seen as a very uh, serious actor in, in a little bit, and I think we'll follow that journey as it goes. But there's some like individual stories, like uh, for Born on the Fourth of July, when he has to play uh, a, a disabled man who has no feeling from the waist down. He he wanted a doctor to inject him uh, so that he could no longer feel from the waist down for the duration of the filming and was only dissuaded when the doctor said, look, there's a good chance that you'll never feel anything again if we do this. And that was the only thing that stopped him. The other thing was he was talking about for an interview with the vampire, getting his teeth filed down uh, so that he could have actual fangs and then just cap them at the end. Um, Lunatic. Yeah. Now that is, correct me if I'm wrong. That's Daniel Day Lewis level stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, does I mean he, I don't think Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, correct me. You would probably know, but he's does never he, filed down his teeth. No. Tom? I was going to say he's I, never taken away the feeling in his own legs. The guy's an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's an element where you think when he gets that method, and it's not even method really. It's just like. 
taking someone else's job as a CGI person having to do someone's teeth or special effects or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You get that method, you just go, like, well, you know you can just act. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... A- there's a famous a famous actor, like I think thespian actor, did actually say that to a person who was like running around like Hyde Park or something or like um Central Park or something. And he had to he was running around to make it look as if uh, you know, he'd he'd been running around a park, you know, so he could deliver a you know, a proper performance and stuff. And the, the other more experienced actor was just like, Have you have you tried acting, man? Because... <laughs> like, so I, just we, we're all just pretending, my guy. Yeah. Why don't you just why don't you just pretend? Just just get get some sweat on you, and then act like you've been running. But, so it's kind of like that. I just think like at that point you're just like, well, you should already feel if you're a good actor that you are a, a vampire in your performance of being a vampire. You don't well, need the well, teeth. What is what is acting, Tom? Pretending to be something. Do you think? Do you think it is conveying? Uh, an expression of something to the audience in some way. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I agree with that somewhat. Although there there is there is a lot of uh, there's a good argument to be made that acting is actually just about accessing emotions. Sure. And I would say that anything you need to do to be able to access that emotion more readily, especially in a, on a film set where you're doing, you know, ten to one hundred takes of something, I say do it. You know whether that's going for a run or filing down your teeth. Yeah. You know. But then you get whatever to like it takes. Leo Leonardo DiCaprio in um in uh, the Reverend. Is it Reverend? Revenant. I can't. God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Anyway, and and it, like obviously he finally got his Oscar for it, and it was just like right. So all the times that he was actually acting, you didn't <laughs> yeah. give him an Oscar, but he gets in he a he gets really in a cold. freezing cold river, and you're like, oh, that's very realistic performance. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's literally just. Being dunked in a freezing cold river, and he he does unsurprisingly look really fucking cold. Yeah, he does. He does look cold in that movie. Uh, yeah, I read I read somewhere that uh, uh, basically, if you're going to give uh, Oscars to a performance like Leonardo DiCaprio's in The Revenant, then the entire crew of the Jackass movies should yeah. also receive Oscars because it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I find Tom Cruise weirdly inspirational. What in terms of like is that something? Yeah, like in terms of being so passionate and involved in the thing that you are, I guess, passionate about, creative towards, that you would go to his lens. Yeah, and also he he, he just he just fucking loves movies, man. You know, he watches mm. a film a day. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't. I'm, that's I'm not like that. in itself shocking in the sense that like. I mean, he's I, got the time. Well, well, that's the thing. He Surely. hasn't got the time because like he's on movie sets. <laughs> That's you see what true, I mean? Like, actually, yeah. in terms of like, I've seen your letterboxed, uh, right, like, right numbers. You know, you've hit yeah. pretty close to that, I think, in a year. Uh, I uh, last year I did, uh, or, or the year before, I did three hundred and sixty-five in a year. Right. Yeah. 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 But even though you obviously have a job and other commitments, you don't have like the 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 ordeal of like having to be on a set for like months on a. You know, in a row, barely getting any days true. off, and then having to do the promo where you're flying around the world and doing like three interviews, five interviews in a day, you know, that sort of thing, where probably at the end of it, you're probably like, I don't necessarily want to sit down and watch like Phantom Thread. Right. Well, I mean, you're wrong about that because I always want to watch Phantom Thread. Yeah. Uh, I'm always in a state of just about to or just having watched uh, <laughs> Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus. I mean, that's one of my favourite movies of all time. It is a great uh, movie. I don't know if I enjoyed it, but it's a great movie. Well... Is it made to be enjoyed? Just appreciate it. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, we can get into that uh, discussion maybe at a different time. Uh, Like, yeah, enjoyment versus good. I mean, I think we're actually broadly on the same sort of lines of that. I don't think we're going to be having any discussions like on my other podcast about you know what is art and no, paying no. attention to stuff and all of all of that. No, I think we're I think we're in agreement. I think we might just put different um, emphasis on what we value within that same yeah. you know frame of of appreciation. Yeah, and I think I don't I don't want I don't want to know. I want to find out as we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any priming for that. Uh, the, the the reason that I find him inspirational, as well as all of that stuff that you said, is that he came from like absolutely nothing. Mm. It's 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 mad, uh, you know. Um, lots of lots of actors. If you go to their Wikipedia page, their parents' names are also in blue, right? You know? Yeah. Or they come from like rich families. It's not really the case for Tom Cruise. We'll we'll, we'll get onto that in 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 a little bit. Um, I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. Let's there we go. Yeah. What do you think the general public thinks of Tom Cruise? Um, I think they're probably closer to my position of just being sort of like he exists. I don't think I don't think the general person outside of literally watching the film that he is in thinks about him that much. Well, no, obviously not. But like, what do you think? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, you think about him all the time, Adam. We're doing okay, a podcast well, yeah. on. <laughs> You're laughing, yeah, but, but we're just... sitting down. We're going to spend the next year. Yeah, 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 we thinking, are. watching, and talking about Tom Cruise. Well, I like turning my hyperfixations into uh, an enormous amount of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of my mo at the moment. I think. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think. I think not to to sort of go back on it, back to it too much. But like, again, all the sort of weird stuff that's happened in his past. Like, even though it was like twenty years ago now. All the like the rumors and the jumping up and down on Oprah's sofa. I think that's stuck with people more than anything else. So I think that most he's, people think he's, he's mad. Yeah, right? I think most people think he's yeah. mad, or they just go, "Oh, he's a film star, isn't he?" Yeah, and there's nothing I mean, more. I, I I talk about Tom Cruise a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm known as a guy who likes Tom Cruise, right? So, um, did did you watch the the Euro finals? Yes. That England were playing. Yes, I did. Yeah. Tom Tom Cruise was there. There was a camera shot on him for about five seconds, and then I got five text messages from five different people <laughs> telling me I, I've just seen Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is at the Euro finals, so I'm known as like the Tom Cruise guy. I talk about Tom Cruise a lot. Um, a lot of people that I've talked about Tom Cruise flat out just hate him. Right. I think that there. I think there is like they feel that he's somewhat fake. Okay. Uh, as a person, they can't get past the Scientology thing, which is probably fair enough. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they do view him as a little bit mad, and they think all of his films are just like the same cookie cutter blockbuster nonsense. And I'm here to dissuade everybody <laughs> of all of those notions. Uh, I think his career is incredibly diverse. Uh, I think he puts in some very interesting performances. Um. But I think the general public kind of just do kind of uh, yeah they probably don't think about them but 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 there are v- views that exist on the polar 
extremes of of the spectrum. I think a lot more for Tom Cruise than there are for like. I I can't see anybody going around going, "Oh, I hate the Rock." No. Do you know what I mean? No one, no one really hates Ryan Reynolds. No, they just like they might at most be a bit like a bit tired of the films yeah, exactly. he's making at the moment. Oh but god, it's... I'm fucking tired of both The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. You fucking love Red Notice. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst movie I think I might have ever seen. Have you seen it? Yeah, it is the most. It is literally a film made by executives going. This is how you get people to watch this film. Don't worry about yeah. quality, just how do you get people to sit in a chair at home and watch it? Right, exactly. That's it. And, and not not even necessarily for more than 20 minutes. No. Because that counts as a stream. <laughs> you know, yeah. We don't really... Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, that film is designed to be like for people who watch movies while they're on their phones. Yeah. Because every 10 minutes, a character explains exactly what's happening. And what has happened, and you don't ever need to pay attention to it because someone someone's got your back in that movie. Ah, uh, what a, what a pain! It'd be very good. It'd be very different if uh, Tom Cruise was in it. I feel yeah, it'd be great. Then, Tom, it? Tom Tom Cruise not done a Netflix film. No, I don't think he's done anything other than just cinema, has he? Cinema, cinema, original the cinema. <laughs> Scorsese. This is a man level of cinema. cinema. <laughs> no, this theme park nonsense. Cinema. True, proper cinema. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously he values that movie-going experience, right? I mean, this is just occurring to me now, but every other fucking movie that's been delayed because of the pandemic that we are somehow still in um, has at some point just kind of gone, do you know what? We're just going to stick this out on VOD and we're going to do like premiere access on Disney+. Plus. You know what hasn't done that? Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. He seems very intent on, no, this is a, a cinema experience, right? Yeah, and to show the the level of control that he obviously has over these things, there was originally supposed to be a Top Gun uh, free expansion for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Right. Which is basically you would get to do some stuff. Like in the film, you'd you'd be in a Top Gun fire jet stuff and you'd be recreating stuff. And it was meant to come out in November. uh, And then because the film got delayed, they were just like, well, I guess we're going to have to delay that as well. And like all that stuff's like wow. multi-million pound marketing yeah. coordination. And it wouldn't have spoiled the film. It was literally just you get to kind of fly around in a fighter jet instead of a Boeing 747 or whatever. But they still I mean, were just like, cool. nope. That's mad. I mean, you know, you can't. we couldn't even stop the, uh, the Bond theme by Billie Eilish coming out like two years before the film no. came out in the end. Uh, yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, he has... He's got that all locked down. His his likeness as well is mm. impossible to use. There are no Tom Cruise action figures. None. Jesus. There is one... I, I can think of... Off the top of my head, I can think of one recent... And it's not even that recent... Video game made uh, based on a Tom Cruise movie. And it's Minority Report for the PlayStation 2. It was a very good game. But the character... John Anderton, the character that Tom Cruise plays in the movie, in the game, is about six foot five and blonde. Right. So it's definitely not Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just couldn't get the likeness. He just has that all locked down. There's a Mission Impossible game. I don't know if it was back for the N64. There is. Uh, yes, but yes, yeah, yes. Not... Oh, there's a few Mission Impossible games, and none of, them no. are, none of them are Tom Cruise. And obviously this follows like GoldenEye, where you had not just Pierce Brosnan, but like the likeness of every living Bond at that point, well, which was yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And they were like, you know, they might have looked like squares, but it was definitely them. So 
it's quite. I think odd. that's because of like modern contracts for movie stars just have that all built in. When Daniel Craig signed mm. on as Bond, the contract would have included lunchboxes, yeah. <laughs> video games, like all sorts of action figures in perpetuity and stuff like that. Tom Cruise came up in the eighties. Uh, I think he's just been kind of. He's he's been able to he has so much power he's just able to just go uh, no I I don't want to do that actually and movie studios go oh okay I'm sorry Tom sorry Tom yeah uh, <laughs> 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 we're making Tom Cruise to, to sound a little bit like a monster and he is <laughs> Jesus um we'll come on to what, that later yeah what are we what so like. What, 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 Tom? What? Uh, are you, like, looking forward to or not looking forward to? And and where are your blind spots in Tom Cruise's career? All of his early stuff. That's the blind stuff. That's the blind spot. Like I, I... What's the earliest Tom Cruise film you've seen, do you think? Well, now it's Endless Love. Well, now it's Endless apart Love. apart from that... <laughs> it was Top Gun, which I only saw in the last, like, year. I'd never seen yeah, that before, okay. which is mental in itself. That I only saw it in the last couple of years as well. I reckon... It might be Interview with a Vampire. Might have been the So that's nineties. Yeah. So you're missing a whole decade of Tom Cruise's and, career. And I reckon the first half of the two thousands, I've seen maybe one, maybe two. No, come on now. I don't know. You've seen Minority Report. Yes. Okay, great. You've seen yep. Vanilla Sky, surely. Nope. Get fucked. No. I haven't You've seen, seen it. War of the Worlds. Yeah, I have seen that once in the cinema. Yeah. You've seen uh, Austin Powers in Goldmember. <laughs> Granted, yes, I. <laughs> I have a film that, unfortunately, for some reason, we have decided we're going to cover. <laughs> Why um, not? G- come on, you've seen you've seen some of the uh, the the early two thousands ones. Let me have a look at his uh, his career here. Uh, you've seen the la- I know you've seen the Last Samurai because you went to see it on your birthday. Uh, you've seen Collateral. Mm. You've seen Mission Impossible Three. Yeah, come on now. I think okay. what you're thinking of. I think what you're thinking of is Lions for Lambs. Yeah, Night and Day. <laughs> Maybe Valkyrie. Yeah, Night and Day. You might not have seen Rock of Ages. No, nah, I haven't seen Rock so of Ages. So those are all sort of like the mid two thousands. Okay. Well, there's a big but, so- there's a big chunk that I just haven't seen, even though they've been readily available to me. And then there's the, okay, then I, there's the old I thought, stuff. I thought you were referring to me as the big chunk. Yeah. I don't like, like, really like that nickname. Well, to I haven't, be honest I haven't with seen you. you for two years, Adam. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, that is that true. That is how I refer to everyone else. I'm just like, I can't. I haven't seen the big chunk for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah. um, so hang on. So is, is there this? I'm, I'm looking at this whole run of movies here, and and, and are these. Movies that you haven't seen. The Colour of Money. Yeah, I've seen the Col- new one, but not the original. The new one? The Colour of Money. The one which they replaced Spacey with um, Christopher Plummer. That's different. That's something else, isn't it? No. That's not a remake of the the fucking snooker movie. No, okay, it's completely different then, yeah. <laughs> it's not even snooker, it's pool. Um, uh, cocktail, no, Rain Man... Born on the 4th of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men? No. You've not seen A Few Good Men? No, haven't seen Have you seen, seen The Firm? Nope. Have you seen Jerry Maguire? Nope. Get fucked, Tom. Right, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time on this so podcast. That, so that's the stuff I'm looking forward to, because yeah. they're like, they are actual big name films that I've just never got around to watching. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I know they're going to be good, or like, you know, interesting at least. Um, 
what what are like your favorite Tom Cruise movies that you have seen? Uh, I mean, I do love Minority Report. I think it's because it's 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 he's only done a few sci-fi movies, but I think it's like the solidly good one. Right. That he's done. Yeah. 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 Uh, and any Mission Impossible film, including two, even though it's. Oh. I know, I know it's by far the shittest, but also <laughs> it's Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, he, does, I he mean, does ride a motorbike. There's so much fucking, yeah, there's so much to say about Tom Cruise. Yeah. He does, he does, uh, sorry, Tom Cruise Tom, 2. Tom Mission Cruise Impossible 2. 2. <laughs> Tom it's Cruise one and the same. It's one and the same. <laughs> Anything you're not looking forward to where you're just like, oh, God. Well, before, the, before this recording, it was watching Endless Love. Right. To be honest, I saw the synopsis and I was like, "Fuck me!" Nineteen eighty-one film. It's a tricky teenage one. Teenage love. It's gonna it's be fucking awful. One. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I don't think there's. I don't think there's anything. Um, I'm really looking forward to those, like going through those big ones that you haven't seen. In that case, so stuff like A Few Good Men, stuff like Jerry Maguire, which of course yeah. he was nominated for an Oscar for. Uh, have you seen Magnolia? Nope. Oh, mate, have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? No. Mate! I know. And I, I did not realise like that Kubrick. this was going to be the same setup as my other podcast. Yeah, you're a massive <laughs> but, fan. But apparently it is. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, great. I didn't. We really should have played that up more in the uh, whole marketing of this podcast, really. Um, <laughs> We've done marketing? Yeah, I've done loads. At this point, it's February 22nd today, mate. Oh, yeah. Um, Cruise day. Exactly, all the twos equals cruise. That's mainly what I focused on is the twos and yeah. Tuesday sounding like cruise day. Anyway, um, what I'm really looking forward to, I like talking about movies. The insane directors that we get to talk about mm. uh, is crazy. The range of directors he's worked with. So we've got Francis Ford Coppola, Ridley Scott, his brother Tony Scott. We've got Martin Scorsese. We've got Ron Howard. Barry Levinson, we got uh, Rob Reiner, we got Brian De Palma, Cameron Crowe, we got Steven Spielberg, Paul Thomas Anderson, we got Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Tom Cruise works with Stanley Kubrick, who are two sort of figures in film that I forget were even alive at the same time. Yeah, in my head, Stanley Kubrick died in the seventies. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But here he is working with Tom Cruise in nineteen ninety nine. Um. Michael Mann, who directed one of my favourite movies ever in Heat. Uh, mm. And then we get to kind of explore sort of like his his newer relationship with directors, which is to just kind of keep them as part of the Tom Cruise collection of people that he works with, right? He works a lot these days with Doug Lyman and obviously Christopher McQuarrie, who, mm. who now seems to direct all of the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Uh, it's because he's yeah. conjoined with Tom Cruise now. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, you know, th- th- there's interesting different sections of his career that, that, that we can get into. Um, what do you know about Tom Cruise? The person, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, again, I, I probably only really know the stuff, aside from a little bit of research that I did before, you know, coming yeah. on, etc. Like, I, I probably only really know what everyone else publicly knows which is you know he's a scientologist prominently to a fault yeah that does that looms large over his uh story doesn't it yeah i know he was married to nicole kidman sure um i think he was married to somebody 
Katie Holmes, yeah, yeah. And I think there was some. Was he married to somebody else? Mimi Rogers, yeah. That's the for one. Three yeah. years, uh, beginning in the eighties. Which is how he came into Scientology. I'm, I'm going to try and leave the Scientology stuff out of it. W- weirdly, we've added to our list uh, the documentary on Scientology that came oh. out in 2015. And I, because he is in it, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> quite prominently. But I didn't just know about like, this. Just like archive footage. Um, so we'll, we'll have a big discussion on Scientology when we get yeah. when we get to that movie. But I think, yeah, I think Mimi Rogers kind of introduces him uh, into Scientology. We're, which is maybe counterintuitive because a lot of people get into Scientology so that they can become a big star. And in 1987, mm. Tom Cruise, already a big star. So I'm going to have to kind of remind myself on whether or not that, that is the case. And do you know how old Tom Cruise is at this point? 59? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's getting on, you know. Mm. Uh, by the time that uh, he's finished filming Mission Impossible 8, he'll be 60. Yeah. And still hanging off a plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're in our we're in our early thirties, and we would not we're barely able to get on a plane. You know, if I, <laughs> the plane that he was last seen hanging off, I would I wouldn't have the balls to get in. <laughs> like it's like a biplane. <laughs> I'm yeah. having a, I I had to fly from London to to Scotland, like Edinburgh or something like, and it was in like a proper propeller plane. Mm. It was, and even that was like anxiety-inducing. You're not good with planes. I'm fine with like a jet plane, like a proper. Right. You know, like okay, that's good because um, I was just thinking, like, when Tom does invite us onto like his private jet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, be you'll fine. be okay with that. Okay, cool. But that's his, fine. he, it probably won't have propellers. Any plane that still has propellers is too rickety and shit. Okay, and that, that's that, a no from you. Yeah, and uh, so I can't imagine getting on one and just sitting on a wing. With like a cable keeping you on, and that's it. Yeah, like that's mental. Not up for it. I no. mean, I I don't know how. I I think he insures himself, right? I don't think he can actually mm. get proper insurance through an insurance company because all of them just go. I don't want to. I mean, I'm obviously going to lose money here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you're obviously going to die. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> but, do you think? You know, if you are listening, do do come on. Jesus, <laughs> you fucking idiot! <laughs> oh my god! No, I have no idea. Well, do you do you think that these companies, that, like the insurance companies, like they must surely just be like, well, he's not going to die. I did, look. The guy strapping himself to the outside of planes. <laughs> there's always a decent chance he's going to yeah. die. Yeah. I mean, he just launched himself off a cliff on a motorbike, didn't he? I have not been. Okay, is that for the nude Mission Impossible film? Yeah, or is yeah, that yeah. Just for fun. No, that's just for the new, <laughs> for the new Mission Impossible for Mission Impossible Seven. Jesus, yeah, like he's he, doing he, so many mental stunts now that I don't even see it in the news when he does a new one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you hear about it when it goes wrong, like he broke his ankle on the set of Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, um, I'm sure we've all seen that video of it. Just sort of his toes touch his shin. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> and then he carries on with the take. Yeah. Oh no, well you've got you've got to finish the take. Because yeah. he's Tom Cruise and he's a madman. Like that's in the film. That that's how yeah. hard, that, You can I mean, watch him like you can watch him stand on his broken ankle in the film. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm gonna watch Fallout after this. Um I'll, I mean, I'll the, watch it in a year. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of what we know about Tom Cruise, uh you know, one of the most successful actors of all time. His films have netted over $10 billion worldwide. 
Uh, it's yeah, he's he's a whole industry. He's won uh, three Golden Globes, I think. Uh, he's been nominated for three Oscars, and it seems he should be due one. But then I don't know if his career is in a place where he's going to be taking Oscar-worthy roles. Uh, yeah, well, maybe maybe he will after the age finally catches up with him. It would be nice to see him do some like old man Tom Cruise roles, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, real name Thomas Cruise Mapotha the Fourth. Yes, there Which you is go. As mental as cruises yeah I know. but it makes show. him it also makes him sound like uh like he came from this like incredibly like almost baroque rich family right thomas cruise mm. mapotha the fourth but he grew up in like absolute poverty um and was abused by his dad who was quite Jeez. violent um and he just sort of like had to get out of that at, at one point he was going to become a priest in the catholic yeah. church um and he even went to the seminary i think for a little bit but then decided to to move to new york to become an actor worked as a busboy and then realized new york is not the place cuz new york typically you go to kind of be in broadway and stage yeah. and i think you know he just fucking loves films uh so he went to la and pretty quickly just gets right on into acting and today is like uh you know an endless love that we're covering today is uh one of his first ever screen roles which is yeah. which is why we're covering it we're going to start right at the beginning um that's why i find him inspirational because he's he really has like dragged himself up from the absolutely nowhere yeah yeah interesting to to, to become to drag yourself up from nowhere and become one of the highest paid actors in the world is quite impressive you know you you see a lot of actors who drag themselves up from similar circumstances to the middle right and they're like vaguely successful very few people have the same trajectory as tom cruise where they've gone from nothing to one of the most famous people on the planet do you think that plays into why he throws himself into i guess his creative endeavors so hard expand on that like in the sense that if he he came from nothing so he kind of literally put his all into making something a success as much as he personally can yeah I can contribute so. yeah i think so i think it does uh the, the weird the kind of weirdest thing about that is that it's it's focused solely on films and outside of that he's kind of weirdly like anonymous right. there's no real record of him doing anything for like charities uh there he he has no C- can you tell me what the political leanings of tom cruise are no no absolutely not i've got no idea what tom yeah. cruise believes or stands for apart right? from I don't, scientology apart from scientology which i mean i think he's distancing himself from that now i think we're yeah. past the peak scientology years um i've got no idea about tom cruise the person I think we all have a fairly good idea of Tom Cruise, the image that he would like to project, you know? Yeah. Whereas Robert De Niro, you kind of know that he's a grumpy (laughs) sort of Italian-American guy, right? You kind of get an idea, and and you know that he's super left-wing and is very anti-Trump because he's very outspoken about stuff like that, right? Sure, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, in my head, I I was thinking, Tom Cruise, is he he anti-Trump? But you're like, (laughs) no. I yeah. mean, you would hope so, but but, yeah. but like we have no idea. 
No. I, I, I absolutely no idea. The only time, the, one of the only recent memories I've got for Tom Cruise doing a PSA, you know, something that he feels he needs to do a video about to get the message out to the people. Do you know what it was about? No. Motion smoothing settings on TVs. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Filmmaker mode. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He really wants you to turn off the motion smoothing. And he took time out of his day to record a video about that. Uh, yeah. But he's never done it for, you know, a charity. To be fair. Politi- he has done it for politics once, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. When we to be into fair, that. motion smoothing was a disease on this planet. Oh, I had to, I had to change the settings on someone's TV like three weeks ago. Yeah. Because I was in their house and they had motion smoothing on, and I cannot Jesus. abide. I cannot abide it. No. Check the uh, check the show notes, and I'll put a link to the uh, the video of Tom Cruise uh, anti motion smoothing video. <laughs> My new TV. I just bought a new TV, and it has filmmaker mode on it. And uh, uh, is I... this an LG TV? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And mine has filmmaker. I hate filmmaker mode. Do you? It's too dark. And it's yeah. slightly too yellow. So I put it on cinema and I, I adjust the settings accordingly. But it's as close to filmmaker mode as I can get without it being filmmaker mode, I think. Fair. I think the new LGs have like lights, like a light sensor, so they can tell how light or dark your room is and then adjust lighting accordingly. Hmm. So, I don't know. Either way, though. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we can't say that Tom Cruise, for example, does not have strong political or even charitable feelings we just don't know about them we just don't know it's like a yeah un- he's weird- absolute anonymity in that regard he's weirdly anonymous apart from movies and scientology yeah that's like his big thing right um especially around the period that we've talked a little bit about in the early 2000s yeah. where he's like basically mr scientology you know uh, i wanted to cover the 45 minute film Tom Cruise receives the Scientology Medal of Freedom, or whatever it's called, because his speech is incredible. Um, but I can't find it on the internet anymore. It's been taken down. I wonder if, again, I wonder if, you know, Tom Cruise has had that taken down in in an effort to distance himself. Uh, I don't know about any of these things. I actually kind of don't really have any strong opinions on Scientology, so I would really love to not have people turn up at my house. Uh, that would be that would be great. Not that I'm saying anybody in Scientology does that, uh, or you know, has ever been accused of doing that. To reiterate, Adam I, lives in Brighton. No, I don't. I don't. Yes, but which Brighton? Am I in the UK? Ooh. Or am I in America? I just, you know, I have no strong feelings about Scientology, uh, unless that's an issue as well, uh, in which case I love Scientology. Please... <laughs> Don't uh, hurt me. Not that I'm saying that you would hurt me or have ever hurt anybody, despite the numerous claims that you have, in fact, you know, ended people's lives. Uh, Look, we're not going to get into... Where did we get up to in Tom Cruise's thing? Right. He escaped, basically, an abusive family to some degree. I mean, there's a quote here. Uh, He describes his father as a merchant of chaos, a bully and a coward. Uh, my father was the kind of person where if something goes wrong, they kick you. It was a great lesson in my life, how he'd lull you in, make you feel safe, and then bang. Uh, for me, it was like, there's something wrong with this guy. Don't trust him. Be careful around him. So he obviously grew up in quite like a uh, uh, a violent um, uh, uh, environment. Um, so yeah, he flirted with the idea of becoming a priest, moved to be an actor, and then uh, I actually think that that's where we will end 
this episode, uh, we've released another episode today covering the film Endless Love, so you can go and listen to that now. Uh, you can also, and we do encourage this, get in touch with us. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Pod, and why not email us so we can dig into a mailbag at some point. Let us know your feelings on Tom Cruise. Let us know your favourite Tom Cruise films. Let us know if you've met him. That would be exciting. Email us at cruiseviewspodcast at gmail.com. But right now, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to listen to our episode on Endless Love, available now. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. (laughs) 